It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And here's Mary. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Yummy, yummy. Merman in my tummy. Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the growing Thumb Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get special episodes and content only for members. And all members that sign up will get a special limited edition Film Rage merch item if you cannot commit to a membership. You can still buy us a terrible movie to watch. And you know what? We'll watch it. Thanks to all our listeners from all over the world, but mostly our U.S. and Canadian listeners. Some love out also for Australia, U.K., and Murray's going to be happy to hear this. We've got a Norwegian listener this year, this month, this day, this week. Let's go! Exactly. Thanks, Norway. Thank you, Norway. I know how to say it in Norwegian, I would. Work on it for next week. Movies are back at Canyon Meadows Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health-regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema? We got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Let's dance. We've been streaming, and we've been streaming, and doing what? We've been streaming, Jim. And even Murray did some streaming on the weekend. Okay. So, we saw a little film on Netflix. Dum dum! Called The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the Mur. It had his man, Benny's Cumberbun. I didn't personally make it, but... Yes. No, no, but... I did recommend it two months ago. Yes. There you go. The Power of the Dog stars an Englishman playing a rancher in Montana which is played by the landscape of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. The acting takes center stage as Butterbun Cab- Cabbage Patch <laughs> delivers an award-winning performance <laughs> as the aforementioned Montana rancher Phil Burbank. 
Jesse Plemons continues to be one of the best character actors today as George Burbank. And Cody Smith McPhee as Peter is also very good, along with Kirsten Dunst as Rose, who delivers a competent performance. Perhaps one of the best acted films of the year, the first half of this was very good, as well as we get every character developed and we understand the motivations of all of them. Which apparently Jim disagrees with because he is shaking his head. From there, however, the last half of the film felt a little rushed. And I know with every chapter that went by, we were to understand that we jumped ahead a period of time. But the relationship between Phil and Peter seemed a little rushed, as did Rose's uh, descent into alcoholism. The movie was so well paced over the first half, but then too much, too fast over the last half. Still, I really enjoyed the acting and uh, Bandersnatch Cucumber's performance as a man who was hard on the surface, but beyond the surface, he was a man clinging to the relationship with his brother while lashing out as he desperately concealed his true self. Makes the film worth watching, but all by itself. But even the acting does not make up for the problems I had with the second half. So the power of the dog was meh. Okay. Murr, what do you think about this baby? Benedict... Cumberbatch. Mm. Butter bun. Benedict Bandersnatch. Benny. Benny and the Jets. Bubblegum. I will even go Cucumber. Cumberbitch. If you want to go that <laughs> I'm okay with Cuber Cumber Bitch. Anyway. What'd you think, Mur? You, well, you saw this. You saw this, this a while ago. Two months ago. Yeah, you did. As the closing film at the film festival that I worked at. As nice. The last thing Which film I, festival was that, Mur? The big one that Calgary International Film Fest. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Civ Calgary. Dot yeah. org. Well, it was the second movie of his I had seen, and I did not really like the first one. Oh, the so first I, one was so good, though. No, no it really it was wasn't. It was I terrible. really liked it. It was me. But of course, I liked it better than this one. Benedict was Mondo, as he always is. I love. Yes, he was. How just downright evil he was. He was just a right bastard. Like, he was not likable at all. Which, for most of the things I've seen him in, is not the case. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of Mr. Lovable. Like, even when he played, even that Johnny Depp thing where he played play the brother of a criminal, even then he wasn't, he was likable. Ish. But, ish. Um, yeah, and that uh, Cody Smith-McPhee, also awesome performance. Um, real life couple... Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst, uh, they added scenery. I mean, they were okay. They weren't really the central part of the story, though. And Kirsten, I mean, she, you know, hit and miss with her, depending on what she's in. I thought they were both very good in, in the Fargo series, which was shot here a few years back. Um, yeah, like, other than their performances, uh, I love this movie. I give it a Mondo. All right. And I hope he wins all kinds of awards for it. Maybe he will. Maybe. So, period piece, Western love story. I'm sorry, who picked this again? That'd be me. Okay. Okay, just so we're clear here. Hey, it wasn't a musical, was it? E- yeah, I no. could have thrown that at you. Too. No, it wasn't. I, I, if you can find a period piece, Western love story musical, then... Uh, I know of one. Well, don't. Please don't make me ever watch that. And it has Liam Neeson in it. I want to kill me now. And they're singing. I want to kill myself. Okay, so, well, this was a side of Benny that we haven't seen before, as Murray had mentioned, other than him being a complete asshole. We saw the full frontal side of him having a mud bath. And 
I want to say scarfter baiting in the forest, which was kind of erotic. This movie is an anomaly. The first hour or so is so draggy and almost moves backwards in time. That's the reason why Bryce loved it so <laughs> it much. So it was literally moving half. backwards in time. I actually fell asleep watching this the first two times and had to go back and watch it for a third time. Wow. Still, by the time we got to the last 30 minutes, which Bryce had said was Terrible. rushed, the creep factor, homoerotica serial killer vibes started taking over, and the entire re remaining storyline I found was actually kind of interesting. So rushed. Uh, I do agree it was rushed. And I do agree that the front part was completely draggy. This story is that's not, not is I not, <laughs> no, but that's what I just said. The story is not very clear as to the purpose of the film. And I had no clue what the deal was with Benny and his relationship with anybody. Every character isn't fully developed in my opinion. And as you leave with a question of who they are and what their motivations and ultimately what the purpose of this movie is at all. The creepy as fuck adult CLF Ichabod crane looking motherfucker was creepy and got creepier as the film progresses. As much as this character was a mess, I started to enjoy my curiosity of what could possibly be the ending of this film. With no real story or purpose other than a Western period piece love story, it was great to see Adam Beach show up. Can I get a yee-haw? For like, what, two minutes? Yeah, still was in it. <laughs> okay. He got a credit. Yee-haw. Thank you. Suicide Squad too for Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it's Adam Beach. We love Adam okay, Beach. Then. Then the one of three possible endings that seemed to take forever to come finally did. It ended well, in my opinion. I actually liked the ending. The fact um, that it was the best part probably isn't the same thing that Bryce is saying, and it's obviously not the same thing Murray's saying. We normally complain that the ending can ruin a film, but in this case, for me, it was the beginning of the film that caused this one to hold this film to just a meh. And we have to unpack a few things. Um, Benny chasing the CLF naked in the woods, about to kill him. And then the very next scene, they're best friends in the... That's my problem. It, there was, there was Every, some scenes that, were, that no didn't sense. make sense. I agree. The transition of draggy but cowboy the, movie to, was, to creepy a, CLF a perfect serial killer vibes. It, 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 I think... The first part, it didn't develop the characters no, enough. Did, it did no. develop the characters. No. It absolutely did. But no. it was not consistent in its development once we got to the part where everything got rushed and everything just yeah, made it was, no sense. No, but even Peter, you knew he was an awkward character. But he wasn't... You didn't get the feeling he was a serial no, killer. No, you didn't. And that's what I'm... <laughs> that's why not. we needed to see the transformation. Yes. Because there was a transformation. I don't think he... He just... In the first part of the movie... He wasn't that guy. He became that guy, in my opinion. And we didn't was, see that yes, transformation. Yes, I would, I would agree. I would agree with you. The he transition. Was, he was bullied for the whole movie. That's why. Yeah, that's but, what, but, 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 but it was like, it was like, it was a snap of a finger. It was and a he snap. Was, yeah, it didn't, they didn't, they didn't show it's him. It's like, like he was hypnotized and everybody yeah. said, or somebody said the, the, the uh, trigger word. And yeah. Then he and then it was like, a different person. It was like, boom. So, yeah, I, I, I 
they, you know what? This movie could have been really great. I think. I, I think they I wasted. Agree. I think they wasted a lot of stuff at the beginning of the movie. I think they because did. Because the there was a lot of. Perfectly. No, they didn't. Because they, they didn't really did. develop anything. The whole the whole relationship between the two brothers meant nothing in the movie. Really, ultimately, meant nothing. And and that's okay. And Kirsten Dunst's character was kind of a waste too. Like they didn't need her either. That she didn't really add anything to the story. That is the one thing that. I agree with. But but I would disagree with you on that, Mur. I thought Kirsten Dunst did a great job in this role. I, I didn't even know it was her. Without I, makeup, I, she's pretty I think, scary. I, don't, I think Jesse Plemons is good in everything the guy does. I, I'm becoming a Jesse Plemons fan. I think I would agree with you. I'm yeah. on Team Jesse. What about you, Mur? He's all right. He's okay. That's ba- That's not bad. Like I said, I enjoyed him in Fargo. He was great in Game Night. Okay. And you didn't like him in Antlers? Didn't you give Antlers a mom? Oh, yeah, he was in Antlers. Yeah, yeah. he, he was. He wasn't the main guy in Antlers, so he was just a. He was no. one of the main guys. Yeah, one of the wasted characters, if you ask me. But anyway. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what that means. This movie doesn't get anything other than two Mez and a Mondo. The Mondo is sitcom is important. Yeah. And we went to the cinemas. We did go to the cinema. Woof. Begrudgingly for some of us. Begrudgingly. Oh, I guess I just start. We're called Film Rage for a reason, right? Yeah, well, congratulations, you succeeded. <laughs> what? <laughs> you couldn't give either of these. The first rage. one we went to was, was awesome. called Wolf. And the story, yes. it was a high concept art house drama. Blah. <laughs> a boy who believes he is a wolf and yes. basically gets institutionalized by his parents with a bunch of other kids who also believe they're animals. Yes. This is one of the stupidest things I ever saw. Nice. I honestly was checking my 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 the you time, lo- I, time. I, I was every, sitting every near you minutes. every two minutes. You were looking because I just it was torture. The only thing I really enjoyed was the zookeeper. Because he was a right bastard, and I know him from a lot of Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg things. So Daddy Constantine has been yep. in a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I've known him for a lot of stuff. So I like him as an actor. Yep. So He's I enjoyed good. that he was like trying to convince these <clears throat> people, <laughs> trying not to offend here, who actually believed that they were animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the one who thought she was a bird. He basically almost pushed her out a window just to make her prove she could fly. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not a bird. I'm not a bird. Like, no kidding, because if you jump, you'll break your freaking neck. That's like, right. Duh, wake up. She even had feathers. So, yeah, I, I did enjoy fly. his part until it got a little homicidal at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a huge, giant rage for me. Nice. So, go ahead, boys. <laughs> go ahead, Bryce. Uh... Not. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was. It Wait, was, you're gonna, you're not gonna use the Murray line? I completely disagree with everything Murray just said. I actually, That's Murray's favorite line. I expected you to. <laughs> I actually do disagree with pretty much everything he said. Um, <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> the one thing that I, I don't know, this movie I really, really enjoyed. There is ob- there's really I mean there's obvious um, symbolism involved here where we're not really talking about you know got uh, people that think they're animals 
we're talking about something completely different and we're, we're shedding a, a light on it using this format, which is why I'm uneasy with the whole concept of the film. I really enjoyed the film, but it's obviously symbolic in, in my opinion of like conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, I'm it like, isn't. It I, isn't, though. I it mean, is, it's. It, it. I know what you're saying. It's got overtones of conversion it's therapy, so much, which so is much so overtones. wrong. Yeah. Except when when people are walking around society thinking they're a wolf, it's. I. <laughs> right. Fair, it's like that we enough. probably should help them. Yeah, I suppose. It's so, just completely different in that which respect. It's completely different in that respect. Yeah. Having said that, the performances were tremendous. Yes. There's, there's so much of this that I enjoyed so so much. Um, I'm just uneasy with the whole thing for some reason. I don't know why I'm and wrestling for that with it in, my, in my head. But yeah, it's it's a map with the caveat that I, I really loved it. You loved all of it or parts of it? Most of it? Most of it. Okay. Yeah. Except the concept. It was a, yeah, it was a little... The, yeah, the preachy compliance. If this was just symbolism. a movie about a boy who thought he was a wolf... Then maybe he could yeah. get past it. If, if this was a boy who thought he was a wolf who like lived in the wild and like... Ate like you mean like Mowgli? animals? You mean like Mowgli? Or like antler and like <laughs> but like have them actually in the forest? Because wasn't Mowgli behaving by like wolves? a wolf? Yeah, but this were these were obviously disillusioned young people, which mm. is where it led to this you know the concept of the conversion therapy blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But if he was out in the wild thinking he was a wolf and and lived like a wolf, I may have enjoyed well, it a little more. He, he, that's what he ended up doing theoretically yeah theoretically. well let's not spoil the ending yeah but, so uh, george george mckay by the way is is he's yeah. a good young actor he is yeah and I would uh, agree. and uh you know lily rose depp uh i forgot Johnny's that daughter yeah i forgot that i'd seen her before mm-hmm. but i've seen her many times apparently yeah. when i looked at her imdb first time i saw her was in that uh, yoga hosers with kevin smith she's come a long way since then thank that. god <laughs> Um, yeah, she did a great job too. She actually, she was very, very good. She comes so, from good stock. Yeah, is what re- you're saying. really well acted movie. Yep, a I lot, would a lot of good. I would agree. I don't nor- normally like uh, love stories, as you all know, but love stories of man wolf and woman cat could be a little bit of a different story. This is not your usual story of man wolf meets woman cat. They make a few kippies. And the whole world is fine. This is a different kind of love. The building sexual tension of this cat and wolf interaction made my pants play a little game of Red Rocket, just like the wolf might if he was watching this film. I'm just saying. Yeah, we this, got it. This film has a very, 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 very slow build and execution. There really is not much to the story or the characters, again, uh, and pretty much is an exercise in one doctor power tripping to torture animal out of these kids suffering from clinical lycanthropy. But our doctor villain, as we've talked about, Patty, does a great job getting us to hate his guts in this role. This movie does a great job of seeing these great young actors, as we've talked about, stretching their acting chops as they become a toucan or a cat or a dog or in our lead's case, The Wolf. The film does not do a great job of pacing, in my opinion, and keeping the film interesting enough to help to keep you awake for the first three quarters of this film. 
moral of the story and the best line pretty much sums it up it's not about surviving it's about surviving as me which to bryce's point i think really does give a heavy influence of conversion therapy the truer words have never been spoken i like the clfs and the acting by all of the actors and wished there was a bigger and more expanded story here in my opinion uh, plus more well-constructed characters. I feel the weight for what I was hoping it was going to be didn't deliver and didn't make up a lot of the downtime that we had in the story. It was an interesting idea and concept and had some amazing parts. Some of this film was brilliant, but it wasn't a dog. It was just a man. There you go. Some of it was brilliant. It was. There was some real brilliant in there. The the And even though I'm joking about my red rocket the the scene of those two on the on the roof mm-hmm. in the sexual tension that was going on between them yeah. where yet they weren't actually having sex was yeah. probably the best scene i've ever seen from any movie that brought sexual tension to people playing pretending they were animals i could see that yep yeah i kind of wish i did that in drama class when i was in drama but well it's not too late to become a drama teacher and- Get kids to do that. <laughs> Sounds a little creepy, actually. Forget I said no, anything. <laughs> Let's go back. That never happened. That never happened. Okay, so we also got to see a movie called Come On. Come on. Come on, come on. I, every time I hear that, I come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Please, please me. Oh, yeah. Like I please you, oh yeah. But that song's not even in the movie. It's not in the movie. Watch this get sued for copyright. I kind of, I kind of wish that the song was in the movie. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. Um, so this movie, first off, I need to um, let Bryce know, and I know he's gonna disagree with this. This movie did not need to be in black and white. Totally I'm not. Did. I'm not saying that I didn't like it being in black and white. I'm just saying it did not need to be in black and white. And I will explain why later. Whatever. Second, and the reason why it didn't need to be a black and white film, is that because this is a character film to the nth degree. They didn't even, this could have been a play. It could have been just on one scene. That's why we're the so well scenery, The scenery did not even need to be there. Right. The fact That's that it why was, it could be in black and white. the fact that the sceneries were also beautiful just added to this film. The, the relationship of this uncle and his nephew to a point of love and admiration was a brilliant portrait of a different love than normally we get to see in films in general. Uh, especially in dramas and that surrounds this complex family. I had um, a quiet, soothing smile on my face through this entire film, mostly from the chemistry between Woody Norman playing Jesse and his uncle Joaquin Phoenix playing Johnny. Norman, sorry, Woody Norman falls into the 3 3% of CLFs on par with my favorite CLF of all time, Sue Ann Kim from Train to Busan. And he acted the fuck out of this movie. I really loved the emotional connection that we get to have with these amazing characters and truly enjoyed the arc of each of the family. If I had one criticism, I would say 
that it perhaps could have used a bit of editing. I think it was a little longer than it needed to be. I think they could have left a few scenes on the cutting room floor. Nah. I really love this film, be it in black and white or if it had been in color, because it really was the characters that made this film Mondo. What'd you think, Murr? Oh, it's my turn. Yes. What happened to Gabby Hoffman? Like, she, I mean, she, where was, is she, she got awesome. Like, she, oh, I don't want to say she got older, but she got older. Well, everybody this gets older. The same I'm older. Cute little girl. Jim's older. From one You're of older. my favorite movies of all time. That was like 30, Uncle Buck. 40 years. Yeah, ago. but how yes. old were you when you saw Uncle Buck? You were probably 20, and she was what? Oh, I was 10. I was in the 80s. So you're you're 10 years I was older like than her. 17 or something, but uh, I love Uncle yeah. Buck. Uh, having said that, yeah, I just didn't really like her much in this at all. But really, you didn't uh, like her in this? What? Really? No, I just didn't. I thought she was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know how a big fan I am of Walking Phoenix. Yeah, Walking Phoenix. That being said, I didn't hate this as much as his other movies. Okay, so uh, it was okay. I mean, the CLF was definitely a CLF. He was charming as hell. Yep. Uh, annoying at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, I wouldn't let him get away with half the stuff he got away with. I don't care if he wasn't my, my kid. Would you say you'd put him over your knee and give him um, the taste of the back of your he hand? He would definitely get more than a few timeouts. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was okay. Once again, didn't need to be in black and white. Didn't need to be that long. Cut like a half an hour off it. I might have actually enjoyed it a little more. So? It's a meh. It's a meh. It's Joaquin Phoenix. It's a meh. <laughs> <laughs> I will never give any of his films ever a Mondo. Well, that's, so very, you know. that's very close-minded of you. You're Murray. damn right it is. Now, now, we are seeing Sandra come, Bullock next week. Come see West Side Story <laughs> with me then. <laughs> Mr. <sighs> Mr. Open-mindedness. Yes. Well, but we've seen the original. It was terrible. It's not the same thing. How's it going to be any different? It's not the same yeah, thing. It is directed by Spielberg. Spielberg. It's not going to make a difference. Whatever. It's the same movie. Anyway, I give it a man. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. So let's see. The way that they kind of melded the, what seemed like they were definitely just interviewing kids. Yep. There was no script. Nope. That being, you know, melded with the rest of the story was done so well. Yes. The acting was tremendous Joaquin oh, Phoenix man. Gabby Hoffman and Woody Norman this is this was just so so well acted didn't you think Woody Norman was actually brilliant in this he oh he was brilliant. like I can't for even this, believe for this kid as much as you want to say well Joaquin Phoenix was in this movie this movie was carried by this kid. oh this, totally this kid had yeah. this movie on his shoulders oh and he and nailed he it completely nailed it so yeah, I mean acting check. Um, the story is just sucks you right in. You're right in there with these guys. You can you can understand every choice that's made, and you sympathize with with the uncle, and you sympathize with the mother, and you, and the you, kid, and you and you almost yeah, and the, and the kid is well, obviously the kid. Um, such a such a well-presented uh, a movie that that really at the end of it i was a little exhausted because i went on a little emotional roller it coaster. was it's a huge 
huge roller coaster. And it touches on so many things in it and all important stuff. Um, it's got a lot to say and it says it well. And at the end of it, you kind of feel better about the world. I'm okay with, you know, just because of the interviews that they had with the kids, I'm yeah. feeling pretty optimistic about the world. These kids, the kids they're interviewing. I wonder, did anybody research on it? Did were any of those kids real kids? They just. I, I think they were. They had to be all. I, I didn't. They I seem did not, so natural. I would be shocked if they weren't just. I don't think they're that many good actors like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, I think yeah. they just interviewed some kids and they spliced it into their movie. Yeah. They had Joaquin Phoenix sit there, hold a microphone, yeah. and some they kids' faces. Interviewed about <laughs> ten times more. Oh, I'm sure they did. Oh, they probably sure did a hundred. Probably did hundreds kids. of them. Yeah. They just picked two or three that they liked. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think they ended up picking up almost a dozen, I would say, in the end. But Yeah. Well, it's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. I, I I don't think I've seen a movie that I can think of yeah. where you have an uncle and nephew relationship that yeah. was to this. I mean, we talked to Uncle Buck. Maybe that's the only movies that she's making these days. But <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, I'll make the movie. As long as, long as, as there's, there's an, an uncle, uncle character. Nephew or, yeah. It's just an unspoken. I mean, even thinking your own relationship. Yeah. The ha like, And I think this is the, the transition that we, uh, as the age that we are, where we came from and where things are now. I think uncles are having better relationships with their nephews because some of them are choosing not to have kids. You may have a, an uncle that chooses not to for whatever reason, or maybe they can't. Yeah. And so they, they're really taking on, I mean, my, I don't have the relationships with my uncles that no. that would have been able to, I couldn't have spent four weeks with my uncle. There's no way. So I guess I should tell you what my rating was. I think it's obvious. It's obvious. It was Mondo. It was Rage. No. <laughs> it was a Rage. It was, um, yeah, and if this is this is actually one of my favorite movies of the year. It's up there for me. Are you saying it may get the coveted mm. Film Rage Bryce Award? It's not out of the question, but okay. I can't I'm just say saying. for sure. There's, there's been some good ones. There has been some good ones. And there's been some good acting. Yeah. But yeah, I love this movie. know what that is cuff what 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 the what what the who the what Why is that still on there yes we got a secret screening oh, yeah we went to a cuff movie Calgary underground film festival presents a cuff secret movie cuff the secret. secret is now out we got to see beyond the infinite two minutes it's a Japanese movie and how do you describe this movie? Hmm. I've got I've got some ideas. Uh, so do I. <laughs> so Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes is a sci-fi movie that looks as though it was a lot of fun to make. Which in turn, make it a very fun movie to watch. This time-shifting comedy had me grinning from its opening scene. The execution, while not flawless, was so much fun that suspending disbelief in certain situations was no problem at all. It is a film that you need to just go along for the ride and you will not be disappointed. So much fun, so much wacky sci-fi goodness, so much Mondo. All right. Mer, what'd you think? Groundhog Day to the nth degree. Uh, 
much like that movie, I enjoyed about the first five minutes. So the joke <laughs> joke got old. But it's Bill Murray. And I enjoyed uh, about the last ten minutes when stuff got serious and they actually broke the time loop. But yeah, like watching these guys run up and down the stairs. Was fantastic. Was and fantastic. then they were carrying these monitors, which apparently do not need cords or no, anything. No, there was, there was a cord. It was just really was long. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like two miles long. Because so the guy lives on the fifth floor. That's where you got to suspend your, dis- your and, belief And the cafe a is on the ground floor. I know. And they just kept running it up and down the stairs. Well, Don't he, you see the comedy in that, though? <laughs> it's, it's actually it's like funny. funny. It, it makes it funnier. The first few times I did. It got really repetitive, as this kind of movie would after a while. But oh, it's so good. I don't know. I, again, the, the joke just got tired for me. And then I was like, I don't want something new to happen. And then, yeah, the bad guy showed up. I'm like, and then hey, where's our happened. money? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, then it started to get exciting. Then they were like predicting the future. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of enjoyed the last 10 minutes or so. But It wasn't a very long movie, though. It was no, only it was 70, 70 minutes. minutes. Yeah, 10 so, minutes, that's like half, and, the, and that's I, half the minute. And I enjoyed 15 minutes of it. Okay, there you go. If it was a short, if it was like a 30-minute short or 20-minute short, I would have loved it immensely. Gotcha. I would have given it a Mondo. It was, yeah. it was but perfect. But it, it got a little tired for me, the middle part. But So you're saying? Just a man. All right. You did, you did chortle a little bit? I chortled a couple times. Nice. So... Japan does it again, but with a sci-fi comedy this time. Think Back to the Future meets Memento meets Brown Japanese Starbucks. Day. Normally rewatching a movie over and over and over and over and over a period of two minutes of a time would ensue me to rage as it almost did to Murray. And few movies of this type have pulled it off. One, Tenet. Two, Memento. And three, Edge of Tomorrow are just... A few off the top of my head. Thank you, Murray, for reminding me how much I did enjoy Groundhog Day as well. Um, and uh, now we have Infinite Two Minutes is also a part of that club. They spun this tale having two minutes in the past tell the future of two minutes, which then tells the future to the past. And by putting them together, they create a Drost TV as they say, maybe it's TV time. This they create, is they create a wormhole. Basically. Exactly, they create a wormhole by pointing the the monitors TVs together. At each other. It's yeah. the best. Uh, this is funny more than it should have been, and it was a it was a lot of fun uh, for these bunch of friends bending time and playing pranks on themselves, winning lottery tickets, and finding a rare zebra pill bug. This film had me smiling at its silliness, intelligence. And great, great acting by this young Japanese cast. It was a lot of fun and silly. And if you can get behind that, it's you're going to enjoy it more. I didn't get tired of the two minutes thing, no, actually, because they kept it changing it. And then they made it more intellectual as, the, as it went forward. It kind of just kept getting funnier. <laughs> <laughs> was it, especially when they found the pill bug. That was the, the one. Pill bug was that was, the that bottle was, of ketchup was hilarious. Was, yes. There was a bunch of scenes. Just a random symbol. The symbol was symbol, great. Just, yeah, the she symbol just, was. She just great. has a symbol. She just had. Well, she explained why she it's had right. it. Yeah, but she was. She was dating a drummer. Take all this stuff with him. Because he was a drummer. Have you met drummers? Yeah, I am a drummer. Thank <laughs> you very much. To, to my point, you should know better. <laughs> Leaving your symbols all yes, over. It was quite ridiculous for late late time booty calls. Symbols. Yeah. Well, it was it was timeless. It was funny. It was Mondo. Yeah. 
I loved it. And as did I. And a big thank you to Brenda and Brennan. Yeah. And the rest for putting on a great surprise. It, yeah, inviting it, inviting us to uh, hang out and watch it. Sometimes membership has its privileges. It does. Oh, by the way, it'll be coming out apparently next year. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Look that's like it. in a month. Yeah, January. <laughs> so watch for it. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Well, you don't hear me say this very often. In fact, this may be the first time I've ever said it. It's not usual where the beginning of a movie is actually the worst part. But the beginning was so good. No, the beginning was long and drawn out and had I made know. no sense to no, the end of the movie. It made sense. Well, that it didn't because it fell apart the end of, at the end. No, no, the end the was the best part. Set it up good. No, the ending was fantastic. The beginning was creepy fantastic. serial killers the, with. They, they with awesome, stick the landing. They couldn't develop the characters enough in the first part of the All movie. Right, I'll shut up. We're talking about. We're talking about. This is your time. The power of the dog. Won't say another word. Well, you might have the reverse of this. I don't know. <laughs> because we have conflicting. Here's an interesting. Here's an interesting story because we both had the same rating, and yet for for almost well, it's it's kind of the same reason is that there wasn't enough development in the movie. But I actually more enjoyed the last half of the movie because it got a little zany and wacky. Yeah, I didn't like and the last And I liked half. the zany and wacky, I and I didn't feel the, first, the first part really built enough. So. My rage is this week is make a complete movie, which is kind of the same thing as we normally rage about. The power of the possible. dog was on its, it's on its way to be in Mondo, and then the ending happened. Yeah, and then it, it, or it could have been better at the beginning, and then it would have been Mondo all the way through. Wow. Or that's my me, rage. It would have been Mondo all the way Yeah, through. we both thought it was meh. <laughs> oh, well, what do you know? Stuff. That was your rage? That was my rage. All right, then. Make a better beginning. My rage this week is this Friday. A movie by the name of Agnes is coming out. Agnes. Directed by Mickey Reese. Rice's man crush. Mickey Reese directed Climate of the Hunter, one of the best movies of last year. It was man. It was so, so good. And it is being released in theaters in Vancouver and Toronto. Wait, we don't live in Vancouver or Toronto. Where do we live? That's why this is my rage. Apparently, it's not coming out in Calgary. We're not a big enough city. Apparently. What I don't understand is how after Climber the Hunter cannot the whole world be clamoring for this latest film from Mickey Reese? I don't get it. Well, I think it's because that movie was meh and people are going, maybe movie, this next movie is going to be meh also. Or was pure like me, you're, genius. You're saying... Who the hell is Mickey Reese? <laughs> well, I'll I'll why would I go see his movie? Mickey <laughs> he Reese. He makes a movie every year. Makes a lot of movies. He does. Does he make a lot of money? No. He makes I no was money. Ho- he, he may make money. I'm hoping he makes money off this one. 
At any rate, Not I'll be watching. Well, it's also coming out on video on demand. Bryce is going to buy it. And this is another call out, I think. You know, it's a rage. But Mickey Reese, if you're listening, yeah, get get your whole catalog on Blu-ray. Bryce wants I it will, all. Do you need like some startup money? I don't. I don't know. Like, what do you need? GoFundMe page. I need me that's, some more Mickey I think, Reese. I think I've that's literally what you only do. seen one movie, and I think he's like the greatest thing ever. I want to see it all. I, I'm I'm suggesting to you, and I think Murray's idea is fantastic. You should start a GoFundMe page yeah. to bring all of his back catalog to DVD. Might be on to something there. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's right, hot sandwich. That's right. All right. Anyway, uh, I just I just want to see Mickey Reese on the big screen. Right, I, I think he's a great director, and I I'm kind of bummed that I got to order it on. Video and Agnes demand. looks fucking amazing. Oh, it looks so. It's got good. demons and shit, and it's got, exorcism, and it's gonna be crazy. naughty nuns. It looks fantastic. Oh, so looking forward to it. This is what every holiday film needs. Yes. Satan. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Well, this week we don't actually have a promo. And I'm going to get mad. Uh, all of our podcast friends that are listening, send us your promo to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Or we're not going to play promos. There you go. All right then. Let's move to some joy. It is time to bring some holiday joy to this podcast. And the merman is just the one to do it. This week, I rediscovered a forgotten holiday film. Uh-oh. Babes in Toyland. Oh, you mean with Keanu Reeves in it? Starring none other than Jim's boy, Keanu Reeves. Nice. And the precocious... Drew Barrymore. Yes. This film actually presents a dilemma for Jim. It features Keanu, who Jim loves, but it's also a musical. That's right. Yes, Keanu Reeves sings. And he dances. And he did. I don't know why he dances in this one. He did. The basic gist of the story, in case you missed it, is 11-year-old Lisa from Cincinnati wakes up in Toyland. And has to stop Mary Contrary from marrying evil Barnabas. Nice. And the love of her life is Jack Me Nimble, played by Keanu Reeves. He jumps over that candlestick, I bet. I didn't see a candlestick. Oh, there was one. And uh, this movie is uh, basically a big jumbled mess, and it's as sugary as it possibly can get. <laughs> it's just a whole bunch of fairy tale characters like Jack Be Nimble, Mother Hubbard, Georgie Porgy. Jack and Jill, and just horrible musical numbers. Putting one song about how great Cincinnati is, <laughs> this, which they sing in the car about how great Cincinnati wait, is. Wait, was this the reason? Because I know how much you love Cincinnati. Is is this why I you watch this movie? would never say a disparaging word about Cincinnati. Exactly. Except that I've been there, and yeah, it ain't all that. Okay. But it's got all kinds of over, uh, over-the-top cheesy acting, and it's got Keanu in it. That's right. Now, rounding out this stellar cast is a couple of old TV veterans, uh, Richard Mulligan and uh, Aline Brennan from Private Benjamin. And I can't read my, my script because my printer went out. And also features uh, Pat Morita 
as the toy maker. No. Mr. Miyagi himself. No kidding. And Jill Sholin, who would go on to become a screen queen in the 80s and act with Robert England in the horror movie of Phantom of the Opera, which I know her from. And little tidbit, she has actually starred with both Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage. And she was engaged to Brad Pitt at one time. So what are the degrees of separation between her and Kevin Bacon, I wonder? I don't know if she was there anything with Kevin Bacon. But. Anyway, so three things I learned from this terrible... It was a made-for-TV movie. But nice. It basically was a, it was like a horrible remake of Wizard of Oz. That's what it was. It was a little <laughs> girl gets spun into another fantasy world, and she has to save the day. That's basically what it was. Apparently, if you're from Cincinnati, you're immune to any kind of poison or a uh, spell from evil sorcerers. That's good. All you have to do is sing the Cincinnati song and it will ward off any evil. Can we learn this if we go to Cincinnati? If you watch can the you movie, sing, you can learn them. Can't the you sing it for us, Mer? I don't know. It's just Cincinnati and they spell it out. Cincinnati yeah, and then they spell it C-I-N-C-C-I-C. It's not WKRP. That's ridiculous. And secondly, Drew Barrymore, as an 11-year-old, is a Swedish sugar precocious preteen, but in real life was a regular in nightclubs. At 11? Had been smoking for two years. What? I would later develop problems with alcohol, marijuana, and cocaine. Wow. Think about that next time you watch. Especially when she was beside the pure of heart, Keanu Reeves. That's right. And the third thing is Mr. Miyagi as the first Asian Santa Claus. Makes a better karate master. I don't know. I want to see a Asian karate and karate kicking. We Santa. learned that Keanu Reeves can do anything. Exactly, including singing terrible songs and making this sugary mess watchable. And he actually dated his co-star. Hmm. Go Keanu! That a boy. <laughs> so wait, hold on a minute. Okay. Is this a mondo for you? Uh, no, it, it was a map, but it was a holiday film, so and it was on TV. I watched it, I, and that I, was the first time you've seen it. I, I may have watched it when I was younger, but I don't think I liked it when I was younger. But I also didn't know Keanu Reeves was in it. I've never watched it. There you, you, go. you know what? This is one that we should dare him to watch for watch Christmas it. this year. Made for TV movie, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but it's got Keanu in it. That's right, it's got Keanu in it. That Drew Barrymore doesn't matter. It's kind of the devoider of all things Christmas. I'm not watching it. Oh, you're missing out. No, I'm not. We're going to sing the Cincinnati sure song next cringe. week for Christmas. Yeah. There you go. It's, uh, it's something. Okay. Okay. So, for those of you who are not up to date, we've been talking about our man, James Kahn. Still. Still. Hey, you weren't around for the dark days of Denise Richards. You don't know what pain is, Murray. You do not know what pain is. Did I not see the movie with her and Shatner in it? Yeah, you did. There you go. I'm just saying, you didn't have to watch as many of her films as Bryce and I did. So, I need to bring up, I have some good news, and I have some bad news. Okay. So, we we agreed last week that I would watch Good Enough. Yep. And Bryce would watch the other one. The other good movie. Yeah, they're the good good neighbor. The good neighbor. So, uh, I just wanted to tell a little bit about this movie. The acting script concept and pretty much the whole movie was contrived, and I cared nothing for anyone in this entire film. 
Oh, no. But as I said, there was good news and bad news. Okay. So the good news is this yeah. movie is a rage. Oh. The bad news is it doesn't count towards our James Conn reviews. Why? Because he actually wasn't in the movie. <laughs> he just, just his voice was. He, you heard a oh, playback awesome. of, oh, of an answering lot. machine. <laughs> so awesome. depending on what happens with Bryce's good neighbor, we may have to watch. I'm, I'd give it a monitor just for that fact. <laughs> I watched the, may you okay, watch it. But do you remember we were in the movie theater last week and I'm just kind of like, I want to see if I can get this movie on YouTube. Yeah. So I'm scanning through it and I actually turned to Bryce and I said, you know what? I kind of scanned through the whole thing and I don't think I saw James Caan. And he just kind of looked at me like, so? It's <laughs> <laughs> like he's got to be in it. He's, he's, in gotta, he's in the credits and he's like up there in the list. Uh, yeah. And sure enough, he oh. was. He did not appear once. <laughs> so, so it doesn't count. Doesn't That's count. awesome. Okay, I'm all confused now. Okay, so what, what do you need to know? Well, I'm watching back-to-back James Caan movies over the last couple of weeks. And, yes. You know. Should we back it up? I watched Holy Lands. Yep. Which was a meh. Which was a meh. Which was so close. Like, it was so good. I really, really liked it. It wasn't great. It was good. I really liked it. Yeah, it wasn't a Mondo. No, you it can't, wasn't. But it had such... It doesn't matter. Get past it. But here's the thing. I enjoyed it. Yes. There's no question that I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm watching uh, The Good Neighbor. Yep. I enjoyed it, too. Did it's you give it pretty, a Mondo? It's not Mondo, though, but it's... It was quite good. So it was meh. Okay, so it we got going really backwards. Quite, but here's the thing. I'm watching back-to-back James Conn. I mean, I'm enjoying them all. How is this guy on our doubted list? I mean, our doubted list is like crazy. Be, it's, okay, you know the rules of the, of the doubted know. list. I think, that, I think if it's He's like, still making if, bad choices. He is, but if, you, if you're making only 50% bad choices, are you really doubted? If the, if the shoe fits, then he has to wear it. <sighs> So the red maple leaf was enough rage to potentially carry over to 10 movies. And he made that. Remember, remember when he made that? And I, need I remind you, he also made Queen Bees? But if he didn't make Okay, that, so here we go. The good neighbor is The good neighbor was a math for you. Would be on it. We now have to watch the Sicilian Vampire. I don't want to watch the Sicilian Vampire. <laughs> because Although we know it's, it's going to be a rage. No, I, I think it's going to be good. You think so? Well, everything I've watched of his lately has been good. Oh, really? I think, yeah. Holy, Shall we go back? Well, Holy Lands and Good Enough. Or uh, The Good Neighbor. Sorry. Right, They're both the- mad. Too bad they weren't together. Then he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to be on the list. I know. Let's just move some around. That's not the way the world works, buddy. I think it's Sicilian, not the world. Sicilian vampire is probably going to be good. I, the name alone makes me rage. But no, you know what? Let's let's watch Sicilian. Equal parts Goodfellows. Yeah. And from dusk till dawn. There you go. There reputed you go. mobster Sonny Traficante was oh, hoping to no. go get away no. to the family hunting oh, lodge. Yeah. What? Look at who wrote and directed it. Oh, yes. Guess no, what we're watching? We're not watching Sicilian. This. Well, no. then it's automatically a rage. It's, it's a rage. It's a rage. Okay, so then now we have an, our answer. It's He's he's officially doubted. Okay, let's just wait a second. He's made two Frank D'Angelo movies. That alone you should know, get him on. And he, yeah, it's true. What <laughs> the hell are you thinking? Although. Maybe he owes him money. Oh, my God. Uh, maybe we. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> 
Bryce is really wrestling with the fact he has to watch another Frank D'Angelo oh, I honestly don't care at this point. I honestly thought I would never have to watch another Frank D'Angelo movie <laughs> He'll never be ever. doubted in my mind. That's good enough for me. It, you want to leave it, him we're on? Not, leave we're on. not talking about his acting, Murray. I am talking about his acting. It has nothing to do with the doubted list. It has nothing to do with it. Vampire puts that's eight back. Hey, he was in a movie... With Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, that was which, a rage. Which I liked, Wait except a second. for her part. Sicilian vampire. Okay. You know what? We're going to take if, this offline. If Sicilian, because if Sicilian vampire is a rage. The good neighbor was meh. Yep. The red maple good leaf enough. is a rage. Yep. Holy lands is meh. Yep. Undercover grandpa. We didn't see. Murray didn't gave see. it a meh. It's, it's so a we rage. might have to. It would be a rage for us. Con man. Well, it was a rage for me. We'd have to see. So I think it makes more sense to watch Con Man because there's no way Sicilian Vampire is going to be a man. Yeah. There's just no way. Frank D'Angelo, it's a given. Yeah. So even if it's a rage, we're just wasting our time because it still doesn't put him on or off the list. That's true. The only thing that gets him off the list is a man. And giving it a rage doesn't put him on the list. Agreed. So if we got to watch some piece of crap. Out of the blue or Con Man. Yeah. They're both 4.8. And I guess it makes more sense to, to watch, watch the out, one out that we the, can get a hold of. Well, <laughs> that, and maybe it makes more sense to watch out of the blue because Queen Bees we've actually seen. And then out of the blue and Queen Bees would be Rage Rage. Yep. Well, we're going to take this offline, people. And oh. we will not be back with James Conn until the new year because yeah, we need some time I'm, to recover. Yeah, this is... I, I, I'm actually have enjoyed the last two. I've really enjoyed them. Like, Do I am glad we started doing this just because I never would have watched Holy Lands. It was it was funny. It I was, liked it. It, it was well bad. acted. Yeah, Pig Farmer in... In, in the Holy in Land. Israel. In Israel. It's great. Yeah. That's, that's, that's such a good cause. It's just... It's genius. I don't know who he was, who he was selling and to. The, and the good neighbor was really quite good. I, I enjoyed it. But it was, it was, uh, yep. So, so James Conn's on hold. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll come back with what we can see. We'll revisit it. We'll see I think I might something. go see the Sicilian vampire just to make sure. Okay. If, if I watch it, I'm not watching it alone. <laughs> I need someone we to got, like sit there. We should there. have Murray because Murray hasn't seen any Frank D'Angelo. And this could be his best movie yet. Okay. I think that's what over sometime over the holidays, the three of us get together and watch Sicilian Vampire. <laughs> no, how, that's see, just a, why did how, I even say that? No. See, wait, Murray loves James Caan so much. Okay. He will probably love this movie. It'll give it a Mondo. And then it'll be the first Mondo over. James D'Angelo has ever got. Frank D'Angelo is in it. I probably won't. No, he's Oops. in it. He's oh, he's always in it. Because I've yeah. seen, I've seen his acting. He's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. <laughs> yeah, and his direction's even worse. I will just go back. James Caan's memorable performances. But you know who is in in Sicilian Vampire? No. Phil Esposito. There you go. Phil Esposito, the hockey player. <laughs> yes, he go. plays. He plays a character by Was the name shot of in Philly. Canada? Of course. He plays a character named so Philly. Just disqualify right there. <laughs> Any okay. movie plays a character named Philly. <laughs> he does. Phil Esposito plays a character called Philly. 
friend of Santos Antos. Uh, they couldn't get Wayne Gretzky? Okay, Probably we're, we're not. We're talking way too much about this. <laughs> Let's right. move on. Moving on. Is that it for the list? That's it for the list this week. Unless, unless we all feel the same way. About. About we talked about someone today that, although Murray just said he's okay. Clemens. Uh, oh, Jesse Clemens. Yeah, I think I think yeah. When the, you know what? I he's not. I, I don't know. It's not mesmerizing enough. Well, I don't. I'm. I'm. We got to put a hold on this mesmerizing stuff. He's good. Stuff. He's not mesmerizing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Done. Plus, he's solid. Solid he, like a he rock. Is, he's super solid. If he, you know, as a as a character actor, there's he's, he's the best. He's, he's one of the best right, right. now. Hot, hot on. damn. Let's move on then. It's moving. Okay, last time on Rage or Dare, Jim thought he could escape the rage when he pulled from the listener's dare bag uh, the Johnson family vacation with the always funny Cedric the Entertainer. This week, Jim and Bryce will get to choose to Rage or Dare. Let's check in with Jim and see if the road trip movie was as good as the last one he watched, or will Cedric take him on a completely different road? hell. Johnson Family Vacation. Where'd you get this one? I got it from the Dare Bag. One of our daring listeners dared us to see it. Or the lucky person who drew it. That would be you. Which was me. So. I did not have to watch it. It was like the first week in like two years. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you'll be doing something this week. And then you'll forget that I did something by myself this week. So, first off, um, what the fuck is it with me now having to watch every motherfucking road trip movie? First, I had to watch all the crappy musicals. Now, I've got all the road trip movies. Road what, the, trip. what the hell's happening here? Like, I literally just watched a road trip movie not that long ago, which was awful. It was terrible. It was all right. But damn, Vanessa Williams in this. Mm-mm-mm. She is one fine-looking woman. That's all I'm going to say about that. And we are supposed to believe... One of the most beautiful women that has ever walked the planet's surface is married to Cedric the Entertainer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was no better than any other vacation, and I'm making quote sounds, films with the just not as funny Chevy Chase. Mm. This had every idiotic road trip trope family vacation movie. The whole teasing on and off with Cedric and Vanessa going to have sex made absolutely no sense whatsoever. It was literally the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in a movie. They are separated, but she cajoles him to going to a hotel so they can have sex, but then she plays hard to get. It like made no sense. It sounds funny. This was like Paul Blart mall cop. But not with any mall, uh-huh. but with him on vacation. Every joke was not funny. Every single scene was predictable and annoying. Cedric is cute. I'll give him that. But I prefer his stand-up and seeing Jason Momoa in what I can imagine is his first movie before he became Aqua Roid Man with his cute little muscles. He was literally like, he played an Aboriginal, which I don't think he is. I'm not saying he isn't, but I'm just saying I don't think Jason Momoa is an Aboriginal. Are you looking that up, Marie? No. <laughs> Going 
going from one awful scene he's to from another. Hawaii. I'm pretty sure he's a native of Hawaii. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Although maybe that counts as Aboriginal for Hawaii. What do he I does. know? But he was playing an American Aboriginal, which already annoyed me. Native American. Uh, going from one awful scene to the other as they travel from one terrible sight gag to another got tiresome two minutes into the road trip. And then it went on and on and on and on and on for another hour and 35 minutes on top of all this the kids in this movie were ridiculous i don't know who was pretending uh to be as they as they're portraying these characters that were like these are not real people like i don't know what this was written for i've never seen um a family more brady bunch they were more brady bunch than the brady bunch Mm. but what i can tell you is that the writers must have been so embarrassed that they wrote this, that they chose not to write many more films after this. They wrote, I think, one more movie, and that was it. So apparently there was a a message there. Don't write any more movies. Originally I had thought I had seen this movie before, but I was mixing that up with the Robin Williams movie RV. Only Cedric and the family were much more Brady Bunch than even Robin Williams was. And of course, a terrible road trip movie wouldn't be the same until Cedric played multiple characters in the film to show his versatile acting chops. Mm. It was a rage. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. It was, it, was, it was so, so bad. Jason Momoa identifies as Native Hawaiian, his race, and Polynesian, his ethnicity. There you go. I don't think he's from... Indiana or wherever they were. Well, as I recall, Johnny Depp is not Native American either. Yes, we played, know that. He played Tonto. He played Tonto. <laughs> I think he played an Aboriginal in... Wasn't that... No, he didn't. What's that one movie he was in? Anyway. Dead Man? Yes, Dead Man. Mm. He wasn't playing an Aboriginal in that one, though, was he? Oh, no. It was Jim Jarmish, so. wasn't it? Yeah, they should just Jarmish get movie. Adam Beach for everything. They should. Why is Adam Beach not in everything? Although I'm glad Adam Beach did not ruin his career by being in this movie. It was awful. Mm. All right. So this week, what did you say, Murray? We get to rage, rage or, dare. or dare. What are we doing? Are we pulling from Murray's stank bag or? Uh, what? Sorry, what are our options? We're, We're going, going from Murray. the dare bag or from Murray's succulent juicy bag of goodness. Where is your juicy yeah. bag of goodness, Merman? Ice cream bucket. Ice cream bucket. Um, feeling like icy goodness. I'm trying to vegan ice cream. Last time I chose from Murray, it was 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 pretty good. And then the last time you chose, yeah, he gave us due date, which to me was a rage. Pretty good. It's pretty awful. It had uh, make a decision, shit or get off the pot. TikTok boys. Well, it's that's our decision. It's not. It's both of us, uh, right? You're always complaining that you don't get to have enough voice. Now you have one. Uh, I want you to hold this choice. I want you to want me. me. Now he's just stalling. He's stalling for time. Uh, there's da, a whole da, lot da, of da, stuff da, in da, that dare bag. Da, 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 da. Let's go dare bag. All right. Here we go. We could be regretting this. No, it'll be good. Well, I know we're going to regret it. I'm going to regret it. I'm going to love it. 
Okay. What are we watching? You are not going to like this. It's no? called Dance Flick from 2009. No. Yep. That's but what we're seeing. I don't want to. Okay. I would like to choose from Murray's bucket, please. <laughs> too late. Too late, baby. Now I, it's This too isn't even late. a movie. I believe it's, it's one of those parody there's, movies. There's no movie called Dance Flick. Uh, there is wrong. 100% movies called Dance Flick two th- from 2009. Whatever. Looking it up right now. Is it a parody movie? My guess is yes. Like a scary movie and those ones? Yep, but I think it's about a dance oh, flick. dancing, because it's all those crappy dance movies. No, yes. it's... Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even seen it, and I know... I think it actually did get a release in the theaters. It's actually yes, ringing it a did. bell. There you, go. there you go. Well, stay tuned, faithful listeners, as we will be talking about dance flick possibly next week. Awesome. But we might be putting our Rager Dare on hold. Until we get past the holiday seasons, because we need to do a Christmas episode, and we need to do a Krampus episode, and we're just chock full of fun until then. Mm. So when we come back fresh and revitalized in January, we'll be seeing Dance Flick. Okay, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Super Rage Love to our members, Julian from It Goes Down in the PM podcast. James and Philip for their continued financial moral support. Thanks to the extended film rage crew of Leonard Conlon, Bex Goose, Tony and Nat from their artistic contributions to our show. You can find their homes on our show notes. Thanks to our sponsor, Kenya Middle Cinema. Go and support your local independent cinemas as we come out of COVID and as we stay in COVID probably for the rest of our lives because they need your money. Um, find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram at FilmRageYYC. Follow us on Audia, A-U-D-E-A dot I-O and search FilmRageYYC for bite-sized film reviews. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com where we have lots of stuff and all our reviews we've ever done and links to all of our shows, including merch, which I think is on sale right now. We're always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe and send us emails, as we've already talked about, to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to feel a rage, but no matter what you do... Please make us rage. Please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on. Rage on.